going on folks uh so today well i guess let's start off last week james decided to go out of town and go on a little hiatus and was unable to be on a podcast so we didn't get one out to you guys uh last week it's a shame shame i actually there's no shame in it i turned into a beach <laughs> i turned into a beach bum for a week i did not wear a shirt i wore shorts shorts no underwear didn't shave showered outside the entire week I, I got no shame in it. Okay. I, I think I found what I'm really supposed to be doing in my life and it's sitting on a beach somewhere, just enjoying life. It was amazing. So, it. But I'm I feeling recharged. It. Come back in here. I'm trying to kick a little ass. All right. So even if I'm not, at least I got a little bit of a tan. I'm looking better. So <laughs> you look healthy, <laughs> looking healthy. Uh, is that what exactly. it is? Exactly. Well, I'm surprised because basically every day, you know, when I got up at 10 a.m., I was cracking open beers. So, um, but hey, you know, got to cut loose a little bit every once in a while. That's right. That's right. So today we've got a hell of a guest and he is the man, the myth, the legend. Chris Gronkowski is in the house. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, guys, man? I was jealous of uh, you know hearing that beach story. I've been stuck in my house for three months now with three kids. So, you know, mm. if you want to you want to come take over for me for a little bit, yeah. I'm down for a beach party myself. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, I guess uh, you know, I want to I want to really get a full concept of who Chris Gronkowski is, and you know, how you've taken Ice Shaker from an idea to where it is from Shark Tank and then beyond, right? Um, I think you're going to pour a lot of information and a lot of good skills. Um, and then we're also going to plug your podcast as well. So go ahead and just give us an idea of who you are and we'll run it from there. Let's do it, man. That's a, that's a lot. This, this might take a while. So <laughs> hope everyone has about a couple hours, but, uh, no, I was, uh, let's see, the middle of the five Gronkowski brothers. So we grew up in, in Buffalo, New York, um, you know, the snowiest city in the world. And, um, you know, five boys in one house. It's just called uh, Mayhem, man. We had no furniture. We had a couch. That was it. Uh, we weren't allowed to have end tables because everything that we had turned into a weapon. Uh, and we broke it. So <laughs> couch, that was it. Uh, ripped all the pillows off. We beat each other with those. You know, it was all out brawls all day, every day. And it just bred competition. You know, every day started with a fight. Every day ended in a fight. And, you know, that's how our parents raised us. If there was an issue, it was, you know, take it outside. Uh, the only rules were, you know, you couldn't punch each other in the face and you couldn't hit each other in the balls. And that was it. You know, <laughs> anything else was good to go, man. That was, that's how we rolled. Uh, you know, we, we, Grew up and, um, you know, we learned the value of a dollar. We learned hard work. We had to work for every single thing that we had. And that was what our parents taught us. So um, nothing was ever handed to us. If we wanted it, we had to get it ourselves. If we wanted to go to college, uh, yo, you were going to pay for it or you were going to find a way to get a scholarship. Uh, and, and so 
I think all those factors kind of just bred us into, um, you know, these, these competitive machines and, and allowed all five of us to make it to uh, the, the, you know, the, the major leagues or the NFL. Man, that's, and it, you know, it, it sounds a lot like, obviously I don't have, I don't have five of the brothers, but I've got one. And it, it was very similar to that where it was like, you know, you're growing up and it's just, it's constant mayhem. Um, and, and you're always arguing. So, you know, you said that, you know, you, you've been through a lot, like you, you've, you've, you've started as, um, you know, at the middle brother of, of five. Right. Um, and then, so all of your brothers have either what gone to professional sports and I believe you even did professional sports at one point. Yeah. So, uh, the oldest brother never played football. He was scared. <laughs> he was scared <laughs> to play. He regrets it now, but, um, you know, he, he wasn't that big in high school. Uh, he went on yeah. to college. He's now six, five. Uh, you know, he played at 245 pounds playing baseball as a first baseman, but, uh, you know, he's drafted to the Angels organization. Uh, my older brother, Dan, was drafted to the Lions. Uh, you know, Rob was drafted to the Patriots. I was actually uh, the only brother at that point who hadn't been drafted. I came out in the same draft as Rob. Uh, we played together in college. I ended up – I was two years older than him. But, um, you know, I redshirted, and um, I came out as a true uh, – you know, as a senior, as a 50-year senior at that point. He came out as a true junior. So even though he was two years younger than me, we came into the same draft. He went in the second round. Um, man, for me, I was always the smallest um, in the family. You know, I was 6'2". Um, you know, I played at about 240, 245, but I was a small one, man. And, um, you know, all it did for me was was motivate me, man. Right. Uh, if you're looking for the greatest motivation in the world, uh, have your three brothers, including your younger brother, get drafted and you go undrafted and then get that one chance to make it. And that was kind of my attitude was – man, I am not going to be that one brother that everyone just says, Hey man, you know, what happened to you? You know, mm -hmm. why, why didn't you play in the NFL? Yeah. And, and that motivation just drove me so far. And, um, you know, I, as an undrafted free agent rookie, um, you know, the Cowboys, I went to the Cowboys, they hadn't had a free agent rookie make the team in 10 years. And, uh, you know, I was, I was one of the first to make it in, in 10 years. So motivation was just through the roof at that point. And, um, we just fed off each other, man, as a family. And we really just pushed each other to another level and fed off of each other. And, uh, yeah, it, it just, it just helped us get to that next level. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. What that gets awesome. me is, is amazing, but you just said you were the smallest brother at that size. Like, yeah, man, no joke. Now I'd like to have seen some of those yard fights, man, where you were just beating the hell out of each other. They were good. Uh, a lot of them. <laughs> I bet they were. Once, uh, you know, once, once, once we got older, um, you know, growing up was mayhem, but as we got into high school, it, it really became more of supporting each other instead of battling each other. Um, and you know, once Rob got a little bit bigger than me, you know, the fights kind of just stopped at that point as well. <laughs> uh, up until no, then. Hey, no, nobody, nobody screwed with you guys in high school, did they? No, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> My brother Dan was a beast, man. He was, you know, he was like six five, two thirty five, playing quarterback, and you didn't mess with mess with Dan for sure. But yeah. uh, all of us, we were lifting. I mean, we were strong, and um, I set the records for high school records with lifting. And um, you know, there there was there was no reason to, to want to mess with us either. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, we 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 stayed out of trouble, and um, you know, we're pretty pretty good kids as well. So something else I want to I want to go a little bit deeper on is you know your mindset had to be you know there is 
there's nothing other than me getting on a team, right? And I, I want to I talk about, you know, you, you said that, you know, it was nothing but motivation to get on a team because everybody else was. Like, what, what did that do to your mindset just from that stage of, uh, stage of your life? My mindset, man, I tell people all the time, I was a completely different person when I was playing uh, in the NFL. Like, man, I was a savage. Like, I, I had a notebook, and I would write in my notebook. I, I mean, it was just F-bomb after F-bomb uh, about, you know, what I was going to do in that game and that practice. And uh, you know, that was my mindset, man. I was, it was all out. It was one track. It was whatever it took to make it and to stay on that team, I was going to do it. Um, I, I was lucky enough to get, get paired up with a, a college roommate who actually uh, was at Maryland with me. He ended up coming undrafted as well to the Cowboys, and we kind of made this pack. Like, hey, man, we are going to do everything possible to make this team no matter what. And that's how it was. Every day we woke up, we pushed each other to the limit, uh, you know, eating-wise, training-wise. Uh, everything that we could possibly think of, we did to make ourselves better. And uh, you know, that was, that was the only mindset we had was that there was only one option at this point. There was only one opportunity. And we were going to do the best that we could, and we were both going to make the team. And uh, we both ended up making the team that year. That's so awesome. Like that's, that says a lot about you as, as just as a person. Um, and how do you think that has translated into your business career? Man, football and, um, and, and being an entrepreneur are very similar. Uh, there's so many, there's so many similarities, but it, it's all, it's hard work. If you put the work in, you're going to be successful. Um, it's also, you know, even the, the studying aspect, um, you know, you're studying opponents, you know, business is similar. You know, you're, you're studying the market, you're studying co competitors, uh, you're studying your customers, uh, man, the, the grind, the grind is real. Um, you know, you wake up at 6am for a practice. Oh, it's the same thing. You wake up at 6am, you're working all day. Uh, if you want to be successful, especially early on as an entrepreneur and everything comes down to you, man, if you get it done, you're successful. If you don't, man, you're cut. And, and that's how business is as well. So everything I learned, it just transitioned right over, man. If you work hard, if you want it, if you grind, you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur as well. Uh, teamwork is huge, man. And what's funny about teamwork is, is I really didn't realize it, how important it was in business uh, until recently. Um, what happened to me, and then I think happens with a lot of entrepreneurs is, you know, you, it's your baby. You think you have to do everything yourself. And I did, you know, I grinded, I did every single aspect to the business for over a year, you know, from marketing to uh, creating the products, to shipping, to engraving products. Uh, to customer service and marketing, everything you could think of, I was doing myself. And what I realized is, man, like, you know, when I was playing sports, we were successful because we were a team. You know, we did everything together. We worked towards one goal, one mission. When I was an entrepreneur, man, I was limiting myself and the business on how much it could grow because I wasn't dishing off responsibilities to other people. And really in 2020 and a little bit before that, I realized that, hey, man, it's all about the team. If you want to win championships, you got to build a really good team. You got to all work towards the same mission. So uh, we've done a really good job of building the culture here and the team to be successful. And we've seen a lot of growth because of it. Yeah. And, and that's hundred percent on that for yeah, sure. That's, I mean, that, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it, it took me, it, it, there's a couple of things I look back on and regret or wish I would have done differently in building my business. But one of the main things is, that much sooner instilling in people, giving them the responsibility, allowing them to go out there and achieve or fail, just like I want to go out and achieve and fail and entrusting them 
that they got that position covered and that they're going to help us grow this thing. And, and given the opportunity to do that, it makes all the difference. And, uh, you know, I think, I think great leaders do that well and they get the hell out of the way and let other people learn just like you're trying to learn. Once you make people feel like they're part of the team, you just get so much more out of them. And it, it, it's, it's the same feeling you would get being in a football locker room as well. You know, if you yeah. feel like you're contributing, you're going to try so much harder. You're going to want to be a part of it. You're going to push yourself to that next level because, you know, you, you're a part of it. You're part of the wins. And then show them how to get better too. Right. I think that was something I, I struggled with a little bit early on is also, um, you know, not having the patience with somebody. Like immediately expecting them to know as much as I knew yep. um, or do it as good as I could without really taking the time to show them how to do it the right way. And then kind of getting frustrated with it. Um, you know, just so busy early on with, with the business that there's so many things going on that the important stuff like that, I think kind of gets pushed to the side. And, um, you know, that's the stuff you really need to focus on and, and really build out your team first uh, and really pay some attention to it and it'll really pay off dividends in the, in the long run. Guaranteed. So uh, James, James is in insurance. I'm in real estate and you're more of the, you're more in the, in the manufacturing side of things, right? you know, purchase product and then have that, you know, whether it be a machine or, or something that is, you're having to purchase a lot more, right? Versus on my yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So then uh, versus on our end where it's like, you know, our product in quotations is more so uh, the service that we supply. So you're having to go on both ends. Um, and I, I want to talk about uh, well, one customer service and, and how you guys have done that. And me being a customer from you guys, I could definitely tell, you know, a, the customer service is there. And then addition to that, how you've built that customer service up to where each, each person who purchases a product from you, you know, how, how did you build that up to where they actually feel very happy with how they've gotten the product and then also the customer service? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you know, first off, to kind of hit on the, pa the the point with the cash flow, man, what kills businesses is, um, you know, inventory. Uh, we have to carry a lot of inventory, uh, especially as we're growing. So all that cash is sitting there and it's not a write-off until it actually goes to cost of goods sold. So, Dang. you know, if I have a million dollars in inventory, that's a million dollars cash that could be in the bank, but it's sitting in bottles in my warehouse instead. And it doesn't become an actual cost of goods until the product's sold. So that's why a lot of businesses struggle with cash flow uh, that carry inventory. And so um, definitely, definitely something that, you know, I had to build up uh, because all your profits are just sitting right there in the warehouse, especially early on. Uh, so you have to be smart with your money um, or you have to be able to get loans. But um, the second part of it, man, um, separating ourselves is, is, is huge in this day and age. And um, you know, anyone could go onto Amazon and order, and that's what you see, man, because it's super, super easy. Uh, they trust it and it, it's convenient for them, man. And they can get their refunds if they need to. Whatever it is, they know they're covered. So for us to be successful, we had to look at that and say, hey, you know, what's going to separate us as, as a company? And, and that's going to be all the little things that you see as you go through our site. Um, and, and that was really um, a main focus of, of ours as well is, you know, how do we separate ourselves from everybody else on the market or from just Amazon itself, even even if we do sell on Amazon, what would pull them to our website instead? So we're all about just giving a, a better customer experience. And man, for me, um, you know, doing customer service for over a year myself was huge. 
you know, I saw the questions coming in. I saw all the concerns. I knew how to address each and every one of them. I knew how to fix our products because of it. The customer feedback is really what drives a, a company. And so if you actually listen to it and, and not just the good stuff, if you actually read the bad reviews, which it, it sucks doing it and, yep. and it sucks seeing it, but the bad reviews are what you learn from. You know, yep. you can't please everybody. Uh, but when you see a bad review come in, it's honest and, and it's an honest experience. And those are the ones that you look at and you say, hey, you know, uh, most people think that we're doing a really good job, but, you know, this person has higher standards or something happened along their path. Um, you know, let's figure out a way to fix it so that we can please everybody, you know, so that we can do a better job at least uh, of this. So the negative feedback's huge. But for us, it was all about, hey, we sell a bottle, but how can we actually bring value to people? Uh, you know, we're more than just a, a bottle company. Um, there's so many companies out there that are just products. You know, what can we do better? What can we do different to actually bring value to our customers? So we like to do stuff like, um, you know, send out workouts. Um, you know, we have a seven day shred that gets sent out with, with every purchase now. And, you know, it was something that I was seeing people ask for all the time. Um, you know, to me personally, they just say, Hey, you know, what do you eat every day? Um, you know, when do you work out? How much do you sleep? And I just took all that information and I, I did it for a week straight. It actually was a ton of work, <laughs> but um, I wrote down every time I woke up, I wrote down every one of my workouts and I broke down the workout. I wrote down what I ate, what time I ate. And, and then I broke that down into you know how many calories were in it based on macros that were you know fats, carbs, and, and protein. And I put this all together in a seven day shred and we just sent it out for free. Yeah. And you know, even if the person that buys it doesn't work out, doesn't lift weights, they probably know somebody that does, or they might come across somebody that does. And all it's doing for us is it's given you something of value that you can actually use or give it to someone else that can use. And when they do that and they talk about it, they use it or they give it to someone, all it's doing is helping spread our message and helping spread, you know, the word about our product. And, and so not only are, are, you know, we giving you value, you're also giving us value right back with it. And so at the end of the day, what I, what I realized was, you know, everyone's here to make money, right? But when all you do is chase money, you know, people see through it. It, it never works. But when you lead with value, you're always going to get value back. And, and that's how I looked at every single aspect of the business. Let's lead with value. Let's bring as much value as we can. And at some point, it will come back to us. Yeah, 100%. And, then, and, and you know, going into what you said there was, you know, adding value beyond just the sale. Um, and that's, that's such an important concept that I think a lot of people miss is because you can always you can always have somebody who's willing to sell you something, but then someone who's willing to sell you something and then give you some additional information or, you know, Hey, here's some tips on the next thing, or here's a quick video of, you know, for you, like, like a workout, um, you know, people connect and it's about building the relationship with a customer um, above all. Right. Because if you build up that, 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 um, that camaraderie with, with the customer, I mean, man, shit just connects and it just, it, it almost builds itself at that point, you know? Oh, it does. It, that's how everything builds. And that's why everything takes so long to build as well. And, um, yeah. I mean, an amazing example of it is, is my wife's business and, um, something that she started when I was still playing and she started it because I went to three teams in three years and, uh, yeah. she was sick of finding a new job in every city, but a uh, very simple concept. You know, she, she does personalized gifts. 
And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that do it. Uh, we do laser engraving, you know, we do uh, vinyl, we could pretty much do any material, but her grit, her business grew a hundred percent organic to the point where we were making more money in my first year outside the NFL than I was making playing. And it was all because she had such good customer service and she had such good turnaround time and she, she had a great product and it was that simple. It was just take care of your people and they'll take care of you. And it just spread organically so fast because she was sending out personalized gifts the same day they were being ordered. And people were so impressed with it that they would tell every single person they knew. And it just spread organically like wildfire. That's so awesome. Like, and, and, and to be able to be, you know, for you to be able to see that from, I guess, the, more of the sidelines has got to be pretty sweet. Yeah, that was, that was really good. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I came back and I was pretty much, I did that for five years with her and um, awesome. we were able to, to scale the business. We still have it um, as well. It still grows today as well. But um, man, at the end of the day, your customer is your best form of advertising. At the end of the day, if someone recommends something to you in person and they truly believe it and they're getting nothing back for telling you about it, you're going to believe them and you're going to listen to what they say. And you're probably going to buy the product too, if you're interested in it or, or you know, or you trust them, which, which you're going to, if they're a friend or a family member or a coworker. So uh, if you could take care of the people that are already your customers, that is the best way to grow your company. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, so I, I want to go a little bit deeper into what your product is and kind of how you came up with it, bro. Yeah. So it's called ice shaker. Um, the idea really was that I wanted one bottle that I could use all day, every day. So I was working in Dallas, you know, I'd go to work and I bring one bottle. I'd come home, I'd go to the gym and you know, I'd get a new, a new bottle, plastic shaker, whatever it was. And by the time I got there, it'd be warm. You know, it smelled like shit. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, protein in it the day before or whatever. Yep. And, uh, man, I was at the gym and I was like, why, why do I you know, need five different bottles for the entire day? Let's just make one bottle that I could do everything with. So, you know, if I want to make a shake, I can, I just want it as a water bottle. I can, if I want to bring it to work, I can, you know, wherever I was going, I wanted to be able to have just this one bottle. And that was the idea. So I went out and made the best bottle that I could want it insulated kitchen grade stainless. So it won't absorb odor, uh, you know, wasn't going to sweat. And then I wanted to also be able to easily fill it and easily clean it because I wanted to throw supplements in there, protein shakes, whatever it was, if I wanted to have a shake on the go. So that was the whole idea. I uh, figured I'd go home and find one online, on Amazon, Google, whatever it was. And there was just really nothing out there that fit my need at the time. So uh, this idea was really to create a bottle for myself that I had a lot of passion about. So I think that's, that's really what drove it and really what's made it successful. Yeah, that's that, that that's a – it's a – I haven't received mine in the mail yet, um, but from what I can tell, man, I mean, it's it's a very big uh, difference versus, you know, you look at the regular, you know, blender bottle that everybody has, right? Um, and it looks like it's it's actually something that's that's worth the money to, to, to purchase so that, you know, you don't have the condensation coming off the sides because it's insulated. Um, and it, overall, I mean, it, it looks like such a better product. Yeah, I mean, really the idea was just make the best bottle possible that you could use for everything all day, no matter where you're at. So, you know, you want to go to the beach like James and drink some, you know, some beer, some cocktails, whatever it is. It actually works really good as a cocktail shaker and it will even float in the pool. So 
You could rock at the pool, the beach, you know, at the gym, at the office, wherever you go, one bottle for everything is kind of, kind of what the idea was. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's definitely the move. Um, I'm excited to get mine in for sure. The, uh, the next thing I want to kind of go into is, you know, you guys are able to do like laser engravings and, and all kind of cool stuff on the bottles too, right? Yeah. So that's a really, really cool feature that really separates us from everybody else on the market. Uh, what we try to do is turn them around to in, in, in one to two days, depending on how busy we are that week. But um, it gives us a whole new dimension. We're able to outreach to businesses, uh, to gyms, really to any single industry and provide them with a product that they're going to absolutely love. So uh, we've been used for golf events by beer companies. Uh, we've been used just as as customer gifts for, for lawyers. Uh, anything you could think of, we can now tailor our bottles towards because of the personalization aspect. So really cool thing that actually came about because of my wife's business. I was kind of integrated from that um, and, and we're able to capitalize on that and um, really separate ourselves from everybody else on the market because of it. That's, that's pretty sweet, especially because you can kind of mix and match with, um, you know, your wife's company and be able to, you know, integrate the two. That, that's, I like that. Um, so then I guess the next thing is, so at, from, from what point did you start uh, then you going to uh, Shark Tank? So it, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, 2012, I was playing for the Broncos. And I got an email from my agent and it, it just simply said, Hey, uh, ABC Shark Tank is looking for any current or former players that might have a cool idea and might want to pitch on the show. So I was a huge fan of the show. Um, and I had absolutely no ideas or business or anything like that to go on. But I, I started this email and I said, man, one day I'm going to come back and I'm going to email them with a cool idea. So fast forward, uh, four years later, I thought of the idea for shark, uh, or for ice shaker. And, um, man, the idea really was, Hey, let's get this product. Let's get it going first. And then let's shoot them an email when I have a company or a product that's actually legit enough to go on the show. So, uh, created the, the, the shaker. We were selling it for about three months and I had about $30,000 in sales. And I said, Hey, it's time. Uh, let's reach out now, kind of figure out when, um, you know, they're recording next and hopefully I have a nice little runway up to it so I could continue to build our sales. So shot them an email. Uh, they got back to me and, um, they said, yeah, we're, we're interested, but we need to send you, you need to send in a pitch video. So I did this whole video, um, you know, made it as entertaining as possible. was ripping my shirt off, showing touchdowns, whatever I could think of to put into it, uh, I threw into it. And um, I, I thought it was pretty entertaining. It was, you know, it was definitely not professionally done. Um, but I thought, you know, this is, this is going to at least catch their attention. So I shot it over to them and um, they got back to me in a couple of days and said, hey, this is great. Let's move forward with it. So that started the process and still uh, a lot of paperwork later and a couple months later I was, I was able to pitch for, for Shark Tank. That's pretty sweet. Um, and then, so how was that experience, you know, just being in front of everybody kind of going through that whole ordeal? So, man, it's, it, it is what everyone says it is. Um, you know, Shark Tank's a real deal. It's uh, they have no idea who you are when you're going in there. Uh, they have no idea my name. Uh, all they knew was the name of the company, and they're told that, you know, as you're walking out pretty much. Uh, so my brothers, you know, they were hidden, hidden in the back room. No one knew they were there until they ran out, and they gave me a flying chest bump uh, two minutes into the pitch. But, uh, man, it, walking in, a lot of people ask if you're nervous, and 
I mean, it's kind of like going to a big game or a big meeting or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a little nervous, but I was super prepared. And I, I had went back and watched every single episode from the last eight seasons and wrote down every question and knew how to answer each and every one of them. Uh, so by the time I got there, I was so well prepared that I really wasn't nervous. And then having my brothers there definitely helped out. And, um, you know, we were able to, to, to challenge all five sharks in a game of flip cup. And uh, <laughs> once you start partying, you know, it, it's game over for, 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 uh, for them. So uh, got them in a super comfortable mood. Uh, they really liked our personalities. And I think I really avoided some of the hard questions because we were just having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw the episode and it was, it was definitely one of the funnier episodes. And I was like, you know what, man, this, this, this guy knows how to do it. Um, and I think I even said that day, I was like, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get Chris on the podcast one day. I was like, I, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to. Hell yeah, man. And, and it did, man. It's, it, it's funny how things work out. Um, and then, so you guys started out at like what, 30 K in sales. So, yeah. So when I was three months in, we were about 30 K when I got to the show, we hit about, um, we were, we were around about $80,000 in sales at that point. Got it. And um, we were able to get the deal. We also we got offers from all five Sharks. Uh, we closed with Mark Cuban and Alex Rodriguez. And yeah. then um, you know, it was game on. Uh, we did a one-year update uh, where they actually featured us again. And at that point, we had, we had sold over $3 million in product. Golly. That's insane, dude. Yeah. The that real deal, insane. man. Shark Tank's the real deal. I, I mean, it really is what they say it is. The exposure is huge. What I loved about it was the proof of concept. You know, when you have these five experts all wanting to get into the company, you know, all it's saying to customers is, hey, this is a real deal. And so that proof of concept was huge. Uh, you know, we took the money from the sales and from the investment, and we just started making more products. Uh, we had one bottle, one color at that time. Uh, we've now probably put out over 200 different SKUs at this point. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of limited edition stuff now, so it comes in and out, but we're probably average about 150 different bottles at a time, uh, between colors and, and sizes. And, um, uh, man, it's, it's, it's been good, but what most people don't realize is that you're not sitting on an Island just chilling because right. you were on shark tank. Uh, you know, your sales go up probably 10 to 30 X overnight for, for a good week. Uh, you know, that, that goes on for you know, a month probably, you know, it, it tapers off over that month, but, um, you know, you definitely have an increase, but with all that increase, man, it, this was a side hustle for me. This was being worked out of, of the upstairs in my loft of my house and, um, uh, you know, with no, no employees. So, you know, it became a full-time business overnight and, and that 10 to 30 X became 10 to uh, 30 times the work overnight that was put on my plate as well. So, um, it, as amazing as it is, it, it's also a lot of hard work and, and it's a grind. And once that wave ends, man, you have to figure out how to keep it going. Yeah, that's, I think that's probably one of the bigger things is, you know, there's some people, um, you know, just in business in general that, that will see like a spike in a month and then they're like, oh, well, you know, we did $10,000 $10, this month. Well, that means we're a hundred thousand dollar company. Um, and it's, it's like, no, you know, you may have had to hire an extra person or you may have brought someone on part time, but that doesn't mean that you personally can continue that um, at, the, at this point in time, you know, without without continuing the sales. And I, I think I think there's a lot of confusion there. Um, but that's that's definitely, you know, 
there, there's no doubt in my mind that if you're going to have a large increase like that, that you have to put in, you know, 10, 20, 30 times the, the effort that you've been putting in. Um, and that's, that's just, it's, that, that's an awesome story, bro. Yeah, that's, I think that's the part of the story most people don't get, man. They don't realize that, um, you know, they just say, man, that, that, that must have been so awesome. And yeah, 100% is, man. I mean, that was a huge game changer. Uh, very, very amazing opportunity that I had. But uh, you don't just sit back and, and just chill at that point. That's really when, you know, you put the pedal to the metal, man, and, and you're absolutely grinding. I mean, that's that's 80 to 100-hour work, work weeks. And, you know, that's every day, Saturday and Sunday included, where you're just trying to get stuff out. You're trying to catch up on emails. You're trying to do the best job that you can, and you're trying to, to, to build a business. So uh, most people just miss that part that, you know, the work still has to be done. That's it's right. just not a, a handout because you were on Shark Tank. That's right. And, I th- you know, that a lot of people mis- misconceived or, I guess, mis- misconstrued that the idea is, you know, it goes hand in hand with increase in business is increase in effort every single time. And you can't have one without the other because if you have an increase in business or an increase of sales, you know, one month, that just means that you did really good the month prior or two months ago, right? And it's a lot of, we see it in the real estate business. It's like, you know, a lot of agents will do really, really good one month and then they get complacent and then they, it just kind of goes back down and then they're like, oh shit. And then it goes right back up. Um, it's, it's like the basic story of an entrepreneur, right? Um, when in reality, if, if you just bust ass all year long and not just have these peaks and valleys, uh, it gets very, very consistent. Um, and you're actually able to measure your success year over year because of it. Um, but that's, that's, that, that's awesome. Like that, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to hear is, you know, you touch base on the, the increase in sales as well as the increase in effort. Um, so I guess, you know, I, I know you've got not too much time, but uh, is there anything specific that you want to, you, you want to hit on? Uh, we, we really focus on, you know, the first years of business and what the mindset actually is or how important the mindset actually is. Yeah, man. Uh, kind of hit on your point. You know, the, the work's done before a lot of times, um, especially in real estate and sales, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, if you're grinding and maybe it's a bad month now, but you know, when you're making those relationships, a lot of times it comes down the road, man. And if you continue to grind and you keep on doing what you're doing and you're going hard, a lot of times that customer that you contacted three months ago who told you no initially has now heard about you three, four, five other times from other customers, from other people, from other friends, other family members or signs or whatever it is. And they say, man, you know, maybe I should reconsider this. Yep. And all of a sudden that lead that told you three months ago, no, is coming and calling you. And you're like, man, you know, how did this happen? And, and so early on, you can't get frustrated. You know, you, you have to take those no's and, and call them maybe's because they're not a no. And, and then even if they are a no at the time, it doesn't always stay that way. So never get frustrated, never count somebody out because they said no, because maybe you're just not there yet, you know? And, and as you get bigger, as you get better, which that will make you get better, because when you hear no, you're either going to fold or you're going to get better. And if you're going to stay in business, it's because you got better. So take that no. And just make it, you know, a statement, make it, Hey, I got to get better. And then I'll go back and, and I'll, I'll revisit that. 
And a lot of times they come and revisit you. So don't get frustrated with that, especially, especially early on in business, man. So that's, that's, that's one tip that um, I, I love talking about because I've seen it happen so many times over and over again with, with customers, with people that we've reached out to, or I've seen by the competitor stuff and, you know, I would get frustrated over and be like, yo, what are they offering that's better than us? And, and at that time, maybe it was a better decision for them. Maybe it was a cheaper price. Maybe, you know, they were just comfortable with that. But if you get good enough and if you keep grinding, they're eventually going to come your way. That's right. That's right. And, and what's funny is you put out, um, you know, you put that thing on your story the other day. I was like, man, that is such a genius idea is like, you know, passing on the savings from, from in, instead of doing like a Facebook ad or, or, you know, your advertisement style, um, you're like, we're just going to pass it directly onto the consumer. Cause you're already doing probably like six or $7 a head. So, I mean, it was for me, man, I was like, you know what, that's, that, that's pretty damn genius. Yeah, man. And, and that's all just, Every single day trying to get better is all I'm trying to do, man. If you're complacent, you, you know, you fade away. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of success. Yeah, I'm in a good spot. I've always been uh, with my wife's business. I mean, I could live off of my NFL salary. Um, I could live off of my wife's business. And for me, it was always, man, I, I want to get better. I always want to get better. And I, I love it, man. I love the grind. I love trying to figure out things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I'm, I'm, I fit, I'm fit for an entrepreneur. But you know, every single day I want to get better. And that was just another idea uh, of a way to really connect with my customers and show them that I actually appreciate them. And man, there's so many people now that have never reached out to me that have never, I've never actually talked to, even though they follow me. Um, and, and now they have for the first time. And I have real conversations with them. I use my social. It's me. It's not some bullshit. Like it's actually me answering every single message. Uh, I try to write back to as many DMs as I can. And I have real conversations with a lot of people. And, um, you know, it's a game changer. It really is. And it really goes back to the fact that, you know, the best piece of advertising is a, a customer or, a re- you know, a real person. Yep. And so if I could connect with, even if it's five people a day and have a real conversation, those five people might talk about me to, you know, another five people who might tell me, you know, tell their five friends. And, and that's how it works, man. It's just a, it's just a game uh, of, of networking and really actually caring and really actually taking care of people. And, um, and that's when you see success. So every day I, I try to, uh, you know, like this, like a podcast, um, I'm super busy. This is actually my, my fourth one today, I think <laughs> is what it is. And, um, I use my Friday to, to reach out and, and connect with people because I know it actually means something and, and it helps. And, and hopefully I can help your network as well. And if yeah. they get something out of it, you know, maybe they'll share it and maybe they'll, you know, they'll, they'll actually, act upon it and, and, and talk about it. So that's, that's all you can really do. And, and if you keep grinding, it, it's eventually going to come back to you. That's right. Just keep pushing, man. Um, so where can they follow you? Where can they, um, you know, check out the rest of your content? I do want to mention your podcast Gronked Up. Um, and then, you know, give them, give them all the other details and we'll plug it in at the, um, in the, in the description as well. For sure, man. I appreciate that. Yes, you can follow me at Chris Gronkowski, uh, Twitter, uh, let's see, Instagram, TikTok, uh, everywhere, everywhere possible, LinkedIn as well. Um, I try to hit as many platforms as I can. Uh, the product is iShaker. It's uh, iShaker.com. All of our handles are um, at iShaker Bottle on social. 
And then, uh, yeah, Grok Up. So if you're listening, listening to this podcast, uh, just search Grok Up and you'll find ours. It's on, on every, every platform as well. So uh, it's, 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 uh, I'm everywhere, man. I'm, I think I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be uh, these days, man. There's, there's no other way around it. Um, well, man, I definitely appreciate your time. James's uh, computer apparently shut out on him, so he is no longer <laughs> on. Sounds like me. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know what it is, but Zoom has just not been doing good today. Um, and so, it's yeah. Friday, man. Zoom, Zoom's checked out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I think most of us. But, yeah, man, that's I, I definitely want to say that I appreciate having you on. It was uh, – I was super amped about this podcast, and it's um, – just glad to finally meet you and then heck yeah i appreciate it addison uh have a good time at that wedding as well yeah man it's coming up next month so it's 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 coming in hot i like it i like it man congrats <laughs> on everything keep up the good work yeah, and let's okay, stay bro. connected man yeah we we for sure will grinder out